All right, how are you doing this morning? You're doing good? All right. Now, I just want to mess with your mind for a few seconds. Can I? All right, I, I have a, a few questions to ask you, all right? Now, if you have, if, if you can, okay, to choose, to have this power, which would you choose, all right? The first one. First slide. All right. Okay. Which power would you like to have? Okay, next slide. Now, if you were to choose power to love or power to forgive? Okay, think about it. Second one. Would you want to have the power to prosper or the power to pray? I don't know, up to you. The third one. What about the power to heal or the power to overcome? Which one would you choose? How many, how many of you want them all? It's, it, you are not alone because I want them all too. Now, the thing is this, right? What if we really could have them all? The good news is we can. After what Jesus has done when he go back to the Father, we could. Now, this morning, would you turn to uh, John chapter 16, verse 5 to 7 together with me? If you have your Bible. But if not, uh, I have already also put it up here. All right, can I get everybody to stand to read this uh, passage of Scripture with me this morning? Are you ready? Do you need to warm up your voice? I want you to read so that you can, so that you can hear yourself reading it, the word, because it's good. Because faith comes by? Faith comes by? Faith comes by? All right, so let's read to the point that you can actually hear yourself. All right, one, two, three, go. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, we pray that you will set our hearts right, set, set our hearts ready, Father God, to receive what you have for us this morning. And so, Lord, we thank you. We are ready to receive from you. May you anoint the speaker as well. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Now, what's the context of this passage? The context of this passage is this, that... Um, the disciples were sad and worried uh, after hearing the departure of, of Jesus because Jesus already told them, you know, that over meals and the Jesus, Jesus was telling the disciples, you know what, guys, you know, um, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be taking off soon. The disciples would be like, what? I've been with you for three years and now you are, you're taking off? Where, where, where are you going? In fact, the scripture said they didn't even ask where he's going to go. The disciple was so concerned, I don't care where you're going, but I'm just concerned for my own welfare. So the, 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 the disciples were, were worried, were sad. Sad not because he's leaving, sad is like, what's going to happen to us? We are going to be like orphans, you know, when you leave. And I have already given up my three years, and possibly for Peter and, and, and the rest, their professional fishermen, they'll be thinking, what now? You asked us to follow you, we have given up everything, and now you're about to leave. What's going to happen to us? 
And so every one of us, you know, it's a little bit selfish every now and then. And so the disciples begin to, 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 to wonder. I don't know where you're going. And in fact, I don't care where you're going. So that's the reason why when you read the, the, the passages earlier, it says that the, the, they, none of them bothered to ask where, where Jesus is going. All their concern was, so what's going to happen to me? So that, that's the context right here. So they were so worried, so concerned, so sad. And because of that, Jesus knew, okay, I better not push any more buttons. Otherwise, they're going to go cuckoo. And so because of that, verse 6, it starts, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, okay, guys, don't worry, chill, take a chill pill, all right? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, okay? Now, if, if you and I are going to say this, this verse after this, we may get stoned to death. Only Jesus could pull this off. So Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. Of course, the guys, the disciples would be like, Jesus, look at me, yeah. some more. I, I don't understand what you're trying to tell us. We, we are so happy to have you. What do you mean? I guess uh, the, the disciples would be wondering at the back of their mind, advantage? What advantage? I mean, we are living this kind of life. What sort of advantage? With you already, we are not really experiencing a, a lot of advantages. You're telling me that now that you're about, you're going to leave us and you're telling us that it's to our advantage? Jesus, come on. Not now. But Jesus said, but I tell you the truth. This is the truth. You see, if you and I are going to tell somebody, you know, Jesus is going to leave you because it's for your own good. You will probably jump up and smash me and like, you silly boy, you know what you're talking about or not. But you see, I told you, only Jesus can, can pull this off. So Jesus said, if I do not go away, the helper will not come. So the disciples will be thinking, hey, Jesus, what are you saying? It is for my, it is for my good. How can it be? How can, how can we be better off without having you with us physically? Right? I'm sure you have the same question as well if you were one of the disciples. All right. So, uh, next slide. So, I did a word research, all right? John uh, 16, 7, it says, according to ESV, it says, it is to your advantage. NIV, it says, it's for your good. I never really refer to KJV, but for this verse, somehow I liked it. KGV says, it is expedient for you. Now, I am a China boy. My England is not that powerful. It's sort of like expedient. Wow. So I quickly go and Google and say, what does it mean? So it means advantageous in one's own interest, useful, beneficial, helpful, wise and practical. So in fact, Jesus is trying to tell them in, the, in Greek word that, that my fellow disciples... It is for your benefits. It is for your own good. It is for your own interest. In fact, it's wise that I should leave so that the helper will come to you. So the disciples at this point were still wondering. It's like, what are you talking about? Now, can you imagine with this with me? What will happen if Jesus didn't go back to the Father? After he got pierced on the cross, he was dead, and three days later, he rose again. 
And after that, he continued to live on to today. What's going to happen? Have you ever thought about that? If that should happen, do you know today, a lot of us will not receive, will not be able to receive the ministry from Jesus. We won't even have a chance to get close to Jesus. It will be like how we read in the passages that we read in the gospel. The people will have to, have to sneak in, have to like jump in and say, Jesus, where are you? They have to crawl in, they have to do all the mission in, impossible. Dun, 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 dun. From the roof, la, from the side, la, from the back, la, they have to do all that, that, that mission impossible thingy. You have to roll on the floor probably a few rounds, you know, to push people around. It's like, wow, wait, wait, wait. Jesus, come on, hold on. You probably have to do all this in order to get to Jesus. Some, some of us don't even have a chance to even look at Jesus because I say, not tall enough. Some of us will have to end up like Zacchaeus, have to climb up to trees. But nowadays, there are not many trees in the city. So, oh gosh. So that's going to happen to us. We will not be able to assess to Jesus if He's going to still be around physically. Because you know why? Because Jesus can only be at a certain place with a certain group of people ministering to them. He can't be with you when you're having your issue and then that side is SOS, you know, smoke signal. No, Jesus, I need your help. I need your help. Jesus is like, uh, you wait. Even Lazarus got to be dead for four days before he could go there. Because he cannot just like, oh, you need me now? All right, I'll be there. Oh, you need me there? I'll be there. He can't because he was bounded physically. So Jesus said, that's why it is better off for you that I should leave so that the helper would come. Make sense now? So because this got to happen, if, if he didn't go back to the Father, we will not have access, VIP access to him. Really. Because... Because of this act that he did, now every one of us have this special premium, premium access to him. Because as long as you open your hearts, as long as you say, God, I want you and I need you, and that's when you begin to open yourself to God and begin to receive God into your heart, and that's all it takes. And from that moment on, it is an intimate, personal relationship that you have with God. And from that day onwards, nobody can take away Jesus from you. Amen? And you don't have to worry. It's like, Jesus, where are you? Because it's right there with you through the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. So I hope we are clear on that. And you'll be wondering, but pastor, uh, Jesus was the one that started the, 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 my, my plan, the future in me. So if you're going to send the helper, you know, some of you, you, a lot of you here, you have assistants, you know, you lead a team, you know, you are some big shot, you know, in the corporate world, and you have your, the kunchu kunchus, you know, you have the teams, you know, your assistants running things for you. We know when you want to do something and you ask the assistant to do it, you know, or pass on to the next layer, it's usually got watered down, right? 
He said, I, uh, I asked you to do this. And then you pass on to the assistant. And when the assistant gets to the, the other, to the actual team, and the things that come back, eh, different one. Because it got, the, the vision or the plan or whatever got lost in translation usually, right? And probably some of you will be wondering, yeah, Pastor Danny, not fair, you know. We're not getting the better end of the deal because now we don't get Jesus physically, but now we have the Holy Spirit. Is, 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 is this a good deal? Yes. Because when you read further down, it says that the Spirit will only make known to you what He has heard from Jesus Himself. So Jesus will tell him, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prosper Vincent. And this is, the, this is the steps. Tell him. When, when Vincent tap onto you, you tell him to do this. All right, buddy? Okay. And so when, when Vincent tap on to say, Spirit of God, my business need to, need to, I need to resurrect this business. How do I do this? Ah, Spirit of God begin to, I know because I've already heard from Jesus and Jesus knew how to prosper that business and begin to resurrect that business with this. And that's how we tap on to the power of God. And so we are not losing in any way when, when this happened. This deal is really, it's not, it's, it's not just win-win. It's actually for us, it's all-win. It's an all-win deal. Who doesn't want this all-win deal, right? Yeah? All of us want this all-win deal, right? Now, um, like, like many of us, I, I, I grew up in, in a, I got saved in the States and, and um, uh, this Holy Spirit thingy is not a big deal uh, in, the, in the Methodist church because uh, we don't pray in tongues, we don't speak in tongues, we, we hardly talk about the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit. We recognize that the, the, the role of the Holy Spirit, but we don't specifically talk about Him. And so, uh, I have no clue about, you know, how the Spirit of God works in, in, in and through my life. Uh, but because of, of the Methodist church, how they disciple us is that we, we come to a point that we, we will do our devotion morning and night, morning and night. And so, I, I, I would do that. And so, one night when I was doing my devotion, when I was praying, suddenly, nobody was laying hands on me. And I begin to, Lord, I begin to pray and pray and pray. And then suddenly, like, Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, eh? what's happening? I didn't know what, I was, what was happening to me because I was not aware of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I, I wanted to call the pastor, but because in US, you don't call the pastor after nine. And so I said, you know what, it's okay. Um, I'm Malaysia, it's fine. Don't worry. You can call, you can call Pastor George after nine. <laughs> Just don't call me, all right? <laughs> uh, and so, to cut the long story short, I was actually baptized in the Spirit and I was praying in tongues. And when I called my friend, she was, she was attending an AG church. And so she said, Danny, so I called her and I said, Winnie, I think I'm possessed. She goes, why? I don't know when I'm praying. I think, huh? I think I, you know, Chinese have this saying, because I read too much of the Bible, I think something wrong is with me. She goes, silly Billy, you're being baptized in the Spirit. Huh? Medicare, what is it? 
So I went on on a search on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I was going crazy. I went for all Benny Hinn conferences. I went for any conference there they, they are in the US because I want to get a touch from the Lord. I want to get that, that, that special, you know, how the Lord moves in me. I, I want to have the, 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 the laughter, you know, ha, 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 in, the, in, in the power of God. I want all that. All those were good. For many years, I chased after that. But after that many years, did my walk, the journey of the Lord, grew higher, deeper, sweeter? Not quite. Not quite. Because at the end, it was a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. Ooh, the tingling sensation. Ooh, I love it. Ooh, that fire. Ooh, that warmth. Wow, I love it. I love to be slain under the power. Nothing wrong. I love it. I'm sure you do too. But what happens after that? That's what I want to focus on today, this morning. It is important. You see, I'm not, I'm not downplaying that we shouldn't have that. I'm not saying that we should not receive the power. We need to. That's the reason why uh, the Holy Spirit was mentioned 59 times in the book of Acts. And out of that, the 36 times, the believers were asked to do, to do this simple but crucial act. Wait. 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 It's not that easy. Now, and when Jesus gave on one occasion, all right, found in Acts chapter 1. When Jesus asked them to wait, he was having a meal with them, he was eating with them, and he gave the disciples this command. Now, it's a command, mind you. It's a command that they have to wait. It's not like, if you want to wait, you wait. Lah. If you don't want to wait, it's fine. No, you don't have an option because Jesus said, you got to wait for the Spirit of God. Because he knew how important it is for you and I to receive the Holy Spirit. In fact, he was telling Nicodemus, right, that you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you've been baptized with water and spirit. And so it is important. And of course, in, in Zechariah 4, 6, it says, it's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And so the, Jesus knew how important the, the, the role of the, the, the Holy Spirit, it is to us. So he asked every single believer to wait. And you and I knew what happened in Acts after that, right? Next slide. Yeah, in Acts 1.4, this is what happened. I purposely took this gif, you know, like this boy, we have to wait, you know. We don't like waiting. Who likes to wait, right, this generation? Even if we have to wait for one car in front of us, we, sometimes some of us, we get so impatient, ah, so slow and it's just one car away. I mean, how fast can you get, right? But we don't have the patience. But Jesus said, you got to wait, you got to wait, you got to wait. So, so with that, we have established that it's important, it's important to, to have, to receive the, the, the Spirit of God. But the question is this, what must you and I do to, um, uh, after we have received the Holy Spirit? Now, that's the key. Because we keep talking about receiving the, 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 the Spirit of God into our lives. The question is, what do we do after that? Because I don't want you to end up to be like me, to chase after the power, the manifestation of, of the power. 
but we don't know what to do after that. All right, so let's go. Now, um, next slide. In 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this. Now, this is a very uh, common benediction that Pastor Vincent used to say, used to pray for us when he released us uh, uh, at the end of the service. But today, he doesn't do that anymore. He used to. Yeah? Uh, it says here, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now, that is a benediction. And it's such a beautiful benediction. Now, I believe that the key, you know, to, that will give us a, a bit of clue on what to do after we have received the Holy Spirit is found right here. And I purposely underline that, that few words, the communion of the Holy Spirit. Now, the communion, this word and in the original Greek, it means, koino, uh, the word is koinonia, and koinonia has got these three key uh, meanings to it, all right? And this is the three things I want us to focus on this morning. The first meaning is this, it, it carries with, with it Intimate, uh, intimacy. Next slide. Yeah, you just click, click down. Yeah. Because after you have to, you, after you have received the power of the Holy Spirit, or when you have received the Holy Spirit into your life, the next thing that should happen is we must learn to partner with the Holy Spirit because that is more important. I mean, receiving the Holy Spirit is important. But partnering with the Holy Spirit is even more important. So how do we do that? Firstly, we have to understand the word koinonia carries with it three meanings. First is intimacy. Secondly, partnership. Thirdly, it is responsibility. Now, so how, when you look at the scripture again, what does it mean? So if I can paraphrase it, it will sound like this, all right? The communion of the Holy Spirit would mean having an intimate partnership with the Holy Spirit so that He can take full responsibility of you and I. Okay, I repeat. Because communion of the Holy Spirit sounds so, uh, so deep, it's so vague. So if, if, we, if, we, if we paraphrase it, it will sound like this, that when you have communion with the Holy Spirit, it would mean that you, will ha you are having an intimate partnership partnership with the Holy Spirit. Don't forget the last bit. The last bit is so that He can have full responsibility over you and I. And, you know, I joked yesterday in, in Saturday service. My gen, yeah, the 40s, uh, we grew up, you know, some of my, my female friends you know, were like, huh, what's the point of going to, to uni? Waste, waste so much money. So I always tell them, yeah, why, why bother? If you're if you're good-looking enough, just find a rich man. He will, he will take full responsibility of you. He will take care of you so that you can live a Thai Thai life. Who doesn't want to live a Thai Thai life, right? I mean, it feels so good that somebody is taking full responsibility of you, right? But hey, guess what? That's what, what will happen. That's the result when we have that intimate partnership with the Spirit of God, and that's when He will take full responsibility of you from not just spiritual, but anything, whatever affair that you're, you know, your welfare, whatever, your entire being, He's going to take full responsibility of it. Wow, isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? Don't we all want that? Yeah? Now, let's talk about a bit of the, the, this partnership, the uniqueness of, of this partnership. Now, some of you are in, 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 in business, so you know, uh, you know the, 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 the TNC, 
to, to being a partner. Now, but this partnership with the Spirit is very different, slightly different. Now, the agreement is between you and the Spirit of God only. Now, in, in a lot of the business uh, deals or the, the partnership, it can involve more than two. Because whoever, if you can bring something to the table, you're welcome to be one of the partners. But here, this partnership is very unique because it's only you and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because again, it, it, it has to go back to the root word, koinonia, that carries the, the, the idea that it must be intimate. You cannot have three, four people and say, whoa, let's get intimate. You can't, right? It's so weird. But here, he, in this partnership with the Holy Spirit, it's just you and the Holy Spirit. And so this is slightly different from the business uh, partnership, all right? And He wants to have that intimacy with you, just you. And the best part is this. Now, with any business partnership, it's about what can you add value? How can you add value to this partnership? What can you bring to the table? I mean, if you want to talk about partnership, I mean, how much are you willing to, you know, put in? But here... No need. Many times, let's not talk, even talk about business, business partnership. Sometimes when we're in school, yeah, when we do project, right? When we do certain projects, we always look for the smartest or the, or the second smartest in the class to partner with because you know why? Then we, we do less work. So that I definitely can get an A because, you know, I, I'm partnering with an A student. I mean, who wants to partner with a, with a D student? Come on, right? That's why nobody wants to partner with me when I was in school. <sighs> but you know what? It's okay because now I got myself a better partner. I, my partner is the Holy Spirit. He doesn't care whether I'm a D student. He doesn't care whether I'm a rich or poor. He doesn't care about my background. He doesn't care about what I can offer or what I can bring to the table. All he wants is me. And that's what it is to you. He doesn't care where you come from. He doesn't care whether you're a D student or A student. He doesn't care whether you have 5 millions in the bank or 10 million or 100 million for that matter. He doesn't care. All he cares is, do you want to be my partner? And so I'm so glad I said I finally found the best partnership. I, oh, it's so good because really, oh, this is just point one. Point two, <laughs> you, you don't even need to invest I mean, there's no, no monetary investment required for this partnership I mean, if, you are, if you're familiar with, you know, whatever business out there Even ML, MLM There is a certain fee, registration fee, la, whatever, whatever fee No matter how There is certain certain fee required to be the business partner But here... No money is involved. Isn't it the best partnership ever? Wow. You do, he, he, he's not going to ask you, what talents do you have? He doesn't ask, you know, all these things. Wow. This is the best, best deal ever. Really. And just like Asia, now everybody can be a partner. Really, not everybody can be a partner. You can be a partner. 
uh, as young as the youth, like 13-year-old or 14-year-old, you can be a partner too. Wow. You don't have to be the baby boomer. You, you don't have to be like, you know, stern looking, have the millions in the bank before you can be a partner. Today, everybody can be a partner. Come on, let's give God a, a praise offering. Wow. With this partnership, we can get into us like, wow. I mean, okay, where, where, where do I sign now? Where? Can I just, just sign on the dotted line, right? Point three. Uh, this partnership definitely profits you. Wow. Now, with any other bus business partnership, there's no guarantee. There will be losses along the way. But here, the moment you tap onto this partnership, it's 100% profit for you. 100% profit. And guess what? If, 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 I mean, a lot of you are businessmen here. I've got to be very careful. Right? When you are a partner to anything, if you put in 50% of investment, your return is usually 50% of whatever profit that you, that, that you make in the year. But guess what? This is the owl of the world partnership. Firstly, he doesn't require you for, for any monetary investment. Secondly, when you, when you go to him and say, Lord, I'm lost. I am at this crossroad junction. My business is dead. My family is breaking apart, Lord. What should I do? You have nothing to offer. You have nothing to put to the table. Guess what? He comes in, bam, 100% profit for you. I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to turn your life around. I'm going to turn your family around. I'm going to turn your business around because I want you to enjoy 100% profit because you tap onto me. 100% for you. 100% profit. Who doesn't want this kind of partnership? Amen. Fourthly, this partnership, you have the best partner, best perfect partner. I mean, if some of the business partnership, some of them are just a silent partner. Okay, I pump in the money, you do the work, you do the donkey job, all right? Because I, I, I'm the bigger shareholder, you know, I've got more money than you, so you do the donkey work. Here, all he asks for is this, that, I'm always ready. Danny, I'm always ready. When do you need my help? When do you need my help? Because that's how, how he positions himself. The Spirit of God is just there waiting. Do you know we, have all, we, we always have this misconception? Lord, draw closer to me. Lord, I want more of you. And God is asking, how much more do you want me? I mean, the moment you receive me is 100%. I'm not, like, I'm not like how the world would give. Like, all right, today you are a good person. I give you 5% more. Because based on your KPI, this last year you improved. I give you 20% bonus because of what, how you perform. That's not how God works here. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. Regardless of how you performed the previous year, previous day, it doesn't matter to Him. To Him is... When do you need me to come in? When do you need me to help? He is not a silent partner. In fact, he is full-on, 100% active partner. He is just waiting for us to tap onto him to say, God, I need you. Bam, he's right there. He's right there. We don't have to ask God, I need more of you. There's, there's no, nothing to ask more because the question is not him. The question is us. It's how much more we want Him. 
It's not about how much you can give us. He can, to him, it's either 0% because you, we don't tap onto him or 100% when we tap onto him. That's it. He doesn't operate like the world. Just because you perform, therefore you get an extra 20% or because you are extremely nice and extremely good, okay. And this year, the, 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 the you know, the, the company makes extra money, so therefore extra 10% to you. It doesn't work that way. So the uniqueness of this partnership with the Holy Spirit is as such that we don't have to bring anything to the table. We just have to bring our hearts. And we don't have to worry about this partner, whether he's, he's really functioning or not. Because sometimes we are, we are worried. Some partners, are, oh, are you sure? Are you in this? Can you commit? Guess what? This partner is a perfect partner because he is, he has committed to you and I 100%. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to slumber because he has got a job to do because he knows that Jesus has given you plans. He knows, he knows what, what, what your future is going to look like. And so therefore, his job is to make known to you that, that plan. That every step, whatever, whatever step it takes to get a step closer to your destiny. And that's his job. And so he's just waiting with all this information. This partner is like, come on, come on, let's have a, let's have a board meeting right now because I can't wait to download to you all that I've heard from Jesus. Wow. Come on. How many of you want this partnership this morning? Amen? Amen? We all want this partnership. All right. Really. Because when you talk about regular business partnership, when you plus another human being, our resources are limited. Our potential is also limited. The possibilities will also be limited. But guess what? When you plus the Holy Spirit... When you get into this intimate partnership, oh my, the possibilities, the potentials will be endless, limitless, infinite because really the sky is not even the limit because there's no limit. Really. Amen. Really, because you really get to tap onto Him and begin to see what He can do in and through your life. It's amazing, really. Now, uh, but we get to pay heed. That's why Paul is very, Apostle Paul is very, very concerned. You have received the Spirit of God. And now you have heard about how to, or you know about how to partner with Him intimately so that He can take full responsibility of your life. And Paul continues to say, but you got to pay heed because you got to make sure to keep this partnership alive. I mean, there is no yearly subscription fee even though there's no yearly membership fee that you have to pay. But guess what? Our role is to make sure that this partnership is alive. But that's our part to pay, play, all right? Um, and so, uh, in Ephesians 4.30, Apostle Paul said this, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, the word grieve, uh, next slide. The word grieve in, in the original uh, uh, root word, uh, lupe, from this word lupe. Now lupe here usually used to picture a husband or wife who has been unfaithful to the other to the other party. Now the betrayed spouse is usually shocked, devastated, hurt, wounded, and grieved because of the pain that accompanies the unfaithfulness. And so right here, you see, this partnership is likened to a marriage. 
that we have to be faithful to this, to this partnership. We cannot do anything to, to, to severe this partnership because when we do that, the Spirit of God can no longer take full responsibility of your life. Amen? So we get to pay here that we do not grieve the Spirit of God. All right? Because grieving the Holy Spirit is simply dishonoring the partnership like how a husband and wife is unfaithful to the other person. All right? Now, let's go on to the, the, the more important part. We have talked about, you know, we need to partner with the, the Holy Spirit. The next question is then, you may ask, Pastor Danny, then how? how? How do I partner with the Holy Spirit effectively? Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about that very quickly. Firstly, yeah, three A's for us. First A is this, we're going to acknowledge Him consistently. All right, everybody say this, acknowledge Him consistently. Now, can you imagine that you, you have a VIP guest, you invited a friend, you know, or you know, a guest to your house for a stay. But after that, after you put the person in your house and you don't lie on the person, will that work? Isn't that rude? Yeah, any person, when you hold somebody in your home, you will make sure the person is well taken care of. Oh, do you need water? Water is here. Now, do you need a towel? Do you need toothbrush? You know, in the early in the morning, do you need breakfast? You will lie on the person. You will acknowledge because you know that this person is right in your house. So likewise, the Spirit of God is right here. So it takes us to acknowledge Him consistently, day and night, night and day. We don't just come to Him when we need His help. We need to come to Him consistently. Now, remember, one of the meaning of, of, of the word koinonia is intimacy. Now, I got married for a short time, for about five years, unlike many of you here. But I learned a thing or two about, about marriage. Firstly, I recognize that. Now, intimacy is not just the that is the manifestation, that is a way to express, it's all good. But intimacy has very much to do with this word. There are two words that, that's, that, that is, that, that, that is uh, responsible for it. First word is this, consistency. You cannot just be romantic one day and then 10 years later, hi, hello, Paul. Your wife will be like, too late. Because we got to consistently show how much we care and love. Right? Because if not, how do the other partner know that you are actually wanting to be intimate? Because you don't. If you don't show, we don't know. Now, I'm saying this because I'm preaching to myself. I am a full-blooded China man. I am so China man that I'm not even romantic at all. So, <laughs> you should ask my wife. I don't buy flowers to, for her because to me it's like, what a waste of money. Spend so much money after a few days and then with her already, what for? Right? Um, of course you are. So I say, okay, you know what? When we got into this partnership, I say, you know what? Uh, I will buy whenever it's necessary, but don't expect it like every day or every week because it's not me lah. But I will surprise her every now and then. So the surprises is good enough. I, I, I'm, I'm the oddball that I don't buy flowers when it's like anniversary or birthday. I do it like whenever I want to do it. Lah. When my here, okay, let's buy a flower. 
But you see, I have learned that, that I cannot just allow my feelings to take over like, today I feel like it, therefore I buy. And then five years down the road, oh, oops, let's do it one more time. With that kind of consistency, no intimacy will be built. Patota. So in order to, in order to, to create or to establish an intimate partnership with the Spirit of God, consistency must be at play. So therefore, we could acknowledge Him consistently. Amen? All right? Next. Secondly, not only you need to acknowledge Him consistently, secondly, you need to align to Him intentionally. Again, because I have already explained that early on, Jesus knows the plans for us, for you and I. He knows what our future will look like. In fact, He holds our future in His hands, together, in His hands. So He knows. But this info is given to the Spirit now. So when we tap onto the Spirit, when we have this intimate partnership with the Spirit of God, He's going to tell us. He's going to show us the blueprint of our future. And so if we do not align ourselves to Him, how are we going to move a step closer to our destiny. Of course, many times we'll be thinking, it's okay. Pastor Danny, you don't know what you're talking. I got an MBA, I got a PhD in this, you know, I got a brain, God give me this brain, I can strategize, I'm a, I'm a strategic leader. I can do that. Yes, of course you can. But you see, when you're just shooting everywhere, you're not going to go anywhere. Why not just align yourself to Him, the one who holds your future, the one who knows your future. When you begin to align to Him, He's going to tell you, take three steps forward, turn right. Isn't it easier than to just keep walking and walking and walking like, oh yeah. and then you have to start all over again. Maybe it's not this side. Let's walk this way. Yeah. Why do we have to keep running into walls, running into all this thing, why not we just begin to acknowledge Him consistently and say, God, I want to hear you. I really want to hear, the, to get the full download of the blueprint for my life. And He has it. And He wants to download it to you. If only you choose to align to Him intentionally. Again, to have an intimate partnership with the Spirit of God, firstly, it takes consistency. Secondly, it got to be, you and I got to be very intentional. Nothing is going to come out because voila! Something out of nowhere. It's not going to happen that way. Even, even intimacy with my wife, it doesn't happen that way too. We, I, we all got to be intentional. And I love a couple here. I respect this couple a lot. Can I, can I say his, their name? But whenever they see each other in church or everywhere, they always give each other a hug and there's always a, a pack on the cheek and all that. I told my wife, oh, you know, I wish I can do that. But I'm so china. Then my wife's like, just do it lah. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, I will try. So every now and then, I churi churi, I see her, hi little Paul. Then she's like, ooh. <laughs> oh, how many China, China men here? You know what I'm talking about, right? 
because I never grew up in a, in a family background that, that they, we hug, you know, my parents will hug me and say, I love you, I don't. But now, nowadays, because of that, I do that to my daughter, to my, to, my, to my kid. I hug them, I kiss them before I go to work. Then my daughter now say, see you, puppy, see you. I say, see you, love you, bye-bye. Then I will go and, 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 and it's so sweet. And because, you see, I, I learned that from, from you guys. I see how you live, how you, how you establish an intimate partnership with your spouse. I saw that and I learned that and I implemented that in, in my own family as well. So thank you so much. Yeah? So we get to align so that we intentionally say, God, I want, I want it. I want it from you. Nobody else. Because guess what? There are too many voices out there. There are too many options out there. Who should we listen to? Because everyone will say that they are the real voice. Guess what? There's only one real voice, and that's from the Holy Spirit, and that's from God. Amen? So let's learn to align ourselves to Him. Now, uh, this next one. Because you see, when you align to Him, it's, it's, it's like this. It takes two to tango, man. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Now, if you've been to a show like that, you would absolutely enjoy that kind of performances, right? But you see, can you imagine, you go in this partnership, the Spirit of God said, turn. And you're like, I don't want to turn. It's not going to be a very fantastic show, right? So you see, when you put on a good show, do you know you are not the only one that will be blessed? The people that is witnessing the dance will be blessed as well. So many times, One of the main reasons is this, why we need to have this intimate partnership with the Spirit is because it's not just for your good. It's for the good of the other people around you as well. Because when you receive the, the power from the Holy Spirit, you have no choice but begin to release the power of the Holy Spirit as well. So guess what? When you release, who will benefit from it? the people around you, your family members, your loved ones, and your always cause, they will begin to receive the power and the love from the Holy Spirit. Whatever you tap onto the Spirit of God is now going to be released to them as well. So therefore, it's so important to tap on to have this intimate, this intimate partnership with God because when you do so, you're going to put on a good show, you're going to tangle with the Spirit of God and the people around you is going to be, voila, wow. I want to tangle like, like Pastor Danny as well. I want to tangle like, like Donald as well. I want, to, I want to tangle like Pastor George as well. Come on, look at how they, how they twirl, how they swing around. Wow, awesome. So that's, how, that's what's going to happen. So you've got to play your part to tangle with him. Otherwise, it's going to be a lousy show. And you stop the blessing from flowing to you and to the people around you. All right? And lastly... <gasps> Lastly, not only we need to acknowledge Him consistently, not only we need to uh, uh, align to Him intentionally, lastly, we need to act upon His promptings. Now, many youths have asked me, Pastor, you always say, you know, you, we, we see you, how you move in the, in the Spirit of God, in, in the services and all that. How do you know? How do you hear the voice of God? How do you know that is, that is the, the leading and the prompting of the Spirit of God? Three words. This is the secret. Make sure you take it down. Three words. Practice, practice, practice. 
practice, practice, practice. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut how you can hear the voice of God better, but to practice and practice and practice. When you read the word more, when you're praying in tongues more, your inner man is being built up. When it's being built up and you have the bonus to act on it, that's when you begin to learn. You will make mistakes along the way, but that is fine. You are not going to be penalized for that, but the more you do it, the more you will get used to, that's the voice of God. That's how He moves. And that's what we need. Now you see, just because I have read the manual and watched the video on YouTube on how to fly a plane, doesn't mean that I can actually fly one. Just because we keep hearing and, and, and hearing the sermons, you know, on podcasts, on, you know, whatever, about the power of the, of, of the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean that you will be able to hear the voice of God. It actually takes you to do it. It actually needs you to clock in the hours. If not, there's no way you will be familiar to the voice of God. Amen? And so that's the reason why all these three elements, in order for, for, for you and I, yeah, to, uh, to be able to acknowledge, to align, and to act in order to partner with the Holy Spirit effectively. Now, everyone, raise up your index finger. Point at yourself. There is one contributing factor for these three A's to take place, and that's me. Me. It takes you to work. Yeah? Next, next slide. That's why Paul, Apostle Paul said this. You see, every single day when you wake up, you will have this tug of war in your heart. Should I follow the Spirit? Should I follow the flesh? Should I follow the Spirit? Should I follow the flesh? So therefore, the contributing factor is this. Me. I got to decide when I wake up this morning whether I want to follow the Spirit or should I follow the flesh. For the next decision that you're going to make, you got to ask yourself again, do you want to follow the flesh or do you want to follow the Spirit? Amen? All right. Let's stand. Let's pray before we go this morning.